What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Good morning, Birmingham. It is Dixon Novining again today. She's apparently decided to retire. She quit. That's it. She didn't bother to tell us. She just uh, she just quit coming. Fine. Be that way. See if I care. Now, she's off uh, still celebrating her birthday. She'll be back on Thursday, actually. No, you're three days late. It's too late. Don't, uh, don't sing to her now. She can't even hear you, by the way. She's not listening. I wouldn't be if I were her. You where, never listen. I know to me. where she is. I do too. That would be the notorious SHG filling in for the vacationing Valerie Vining today. Uh, Steve West, of course, is here. Steve, how are you, man? I haven't talked to you all weekend. You doing well. Going well. Had a good time, Talladega on Saturday during yeah. the wild game cookoff, and yeah. a great turnout. Can't wait to hear about great that. Very good. Yeah, it was a nice day too. That helped a lot. You know, the rain didn't uh, didn't really come and interrupt you until uh, really Sunday night or Saturday night into Sunday. You had some thunder and some lightning and very, very frightening. All that stuff, at least for my dog, Cersei. She was like, thunderbolts and lightning. Um, usually we dive right into the three things you need to know today to get your day started. But I ran across this ad that I just had to mention. Because you, you wonder, when these things pop up on your feed, right? I know how all this works. I'm on the inside of the advertising game here at Talk 99.5. And, you know, we do sell digital advertising as well as radio advertising. And so we have to be somewhat conversant with it here, even on this side of the building. And so they can, uh, they kind of figure out, like, who it is you're aiming. If you ever said to somebody, you know, I was thinking about buying a new motorcycle. Well, your microphone picks that up. It sends it off to every motorcycle dealer anywhere ever. And suddenly you're getting ads for, you know, Harleys and Hondas and Kawasaki's. They let the good times go. Suzuki. And it, it's just crazy, you know? You don't really have to do much but sort of mention it, think about it, maybe go do one search, and then from the for the rest of your life you're inundated with these ads. I mentioned the other day I'm still getting ads 
for um, uh, uh, saddlebags for motorcycles. You were around when I put the saddlebags on my motorcycle, weren't you? I, w- I was. That, I mean, that was what, seven years ago? Yes. Seven years ago. They're still sending me ads. It's like, guys, I bought the, ba- the bike. I sold the bike. The bike is gone. I don't even have the bike anymore. Stop pushing ads on me for this thing. But when you get a new bike here, these yeah. are the saddlebags you're going to want. so ready to go. So one has to wonder why this would pop up on my feed. <clears throat> Beam's new LED disco toilet light. Yeah. Apparently, uh, your what? cleaning person has said, I don't know. Damn it. I <sighs> wish that Richard would aim better. I, I, I don't know if that. It's weird because it's not just a light. It's a disco light. Disco light. Okay. There's a, a so unit that fits. you can have fun while you pee. This fits on the outside <laughs> of the bowl. And then apparently there's an arm that goes in that has the light that then shines throughout the bowl. And then it's it like, starts you know, to go. Yeah. Still alive. Still alive. I don't want that. Put a party in your potty with the LED disco light. I'm kind of like, if now, I wake, that's not a line for them. Come on. It needs to be. They're missing out. I wake up in the middle of the night to go, Wiz, I, I don't I don't need a party. I, what I want to do is go back to sleep as quickly as possible. I actively attempt to keep myself asleep during that process. Don't you? Yes. If you don't, then you're I doing it wrong. Often yeah. the wake fewer, up to pee. Though. The fewer the lights, the possible. Absolutely. I, I'm all about that. Last in the middle of the night, I, the last thing you need is bright, shining lights. You don't need a disco ball swinging from the bathroom ceiling and suddenly, you know, the Bee Gees pumping away at you. <laughs> you can tell by the way I use my walk. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I'm wondering just what the hell I said or looked at online that made pee- somebody say, this guy needs the disco toilet light. Let's feed him an ad for that. Betty can't wait to pick one up. He he seems to be fun. Might be a nice gag gift, though, for the future. All Wish right. I'd known about this before Valerie's birthday. I know. Would have like, gotten her that right, instead right. of a JBL uh, yeah. uh, Bluetooth speaker. Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. I mean, Bluetooth I was, speaker. Yeah. Potty light. Potty light. Come on, potty like, light. I mean, come I on, mean, man. I, mean, I have no reason why you couldn't do both. I mean, take let's, that anywhere. let's shoot the works. That's what I say. All right, let's get to it, shall we? And now it's Dixon and Vining's top three things you need to know today. This is how you know that uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is a mealy-mouthed weasel. Um, he's now trying to claim that a coronavirus lab leak could still be considered a natural occurrence. Uh, you know, he was trying to sell the cat. Well, that was a natural occurrence. Natural occurrence. Like, well, no, it's probably a lab leak. Everyone sort of agrees now it's a lab leak. It's not it's, like you know, natural yeah. gas or something. No, like no. it. Uh, you have to understand that Wuhan is the place where they study COVID and do gain-of-function research and all of this stuff. And for it to just coincidentally, for COVID to accidentally pop up in a wet market a couple of blocks away from that lab and just be like, what are the odds? It's The odds are none. There are no odds. There's no chance that that would happen. It came out of the lab. We all know it. So now Fauci is going, well, a lab leak could still be considered a natural occurrence. And here's how. Imagine if somebody contracted COVID out in the wild, then went into the lab. What do they work there? Maybe they were they were uh, uh, doing some research on this person. They were studying this person. Then they send him back out again. He infects other people. That would still be a natural occurrence. No, 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 no. The odds of somebody contracting it in that area and being brought into the lab for research or study or anything are, are virtually none. That's, that's just ridiculous that that's even being discussed. But this guy's trying so hard to get out from under it. He, he reminds me of a kid that's caught in the middle of a lie 
and is trying to figure out, you know, how best he can. Well, you know, here's what happened. Here's here's you how, see what yeah. happened. Yeah. Was. Here's how that went down, Mom and Dad. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs. Panama City Beach has passed beach and alcohol curfews for spring of 2023. So spring breakers, uh, be prepared that there is going to be a curfew from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Nothing that good is, happens after 10. The Boardwalk Beach Resort on Churchwell Drive closed from 10 to 4 a.m. And, of course, they're like, this is stupid. People want to go out and party. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> they're also banning the sale of alcohol from 2 a.m. until 7 a.m., which you go, don't they do that already? Remember, Panama City, it's in Florida. There's no rules in Florida. Florida's insane. They sell alcohol at all Which hours Which is why of the we have so night. many news reports about yeah. the man in Florida. Where is That's this right. guy from who Florida like, tried to, right. yes, the Florida man. He wrestled a gator in his own pool, and yes. nobody knows exactly why. Uh, while uh, Alabama has been seeded uh, really number two overall in the NCAA tournament, but they're number one in their bracket, and Auburn is 46, but number nine in their bracket, starting off the, uh, the, the tournament with uh, Iowa, which is interesting. Uh, we don't know who Alabama's playing until we get the play in from the bottom of that circuit because they have 68 teams, you know, and they have to play their way into the tournament. And then they're playing basically for the right to see who gets the crap beaten out of them by Bama is what it comes down to, and they will. Um, but Bama, SEC champions, of course. Uh, and now the Wooden Award retroactively added Brandon Miller to the Player of the Year ballot. We just kind of forgot him. Sorry. Yeah. Get a load of this. They they released the list of 15 names, and everyone's like, Brandon Miller's not on here. Brandon Miller's not on here. And I'm like, okay, you know, freshmen don't win this very often. It's a pretty rare thing. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's doing a good job for the team and all that. And maybe some of the outside activity, the gun situation and all of that could be, you know, hindering his chances. Quietly over the weekend, uh, the Wooden Award people retroactively updated the list, added him as a 16th name, made no comment about it. Voting on that award begins today. We'll see what happens. I mean, let the voters make up their mind about whether they think this matters. The thing that you have to remember about this Brandon Miller situation, like it or don't, is that, and and no one should like it, by the way. No one should be like, I'm glad he delivered the gun to a murder scene. I'm happy that that happened. But he is a witness for the prosecution in this case, which could play a lot into why he is not being charged because the prosecution is like, we're going to nail these other two guys, the guys who actually were in the car and did the shooting, we're going to get them. And in order to do that, we need the testimony from this dude. And if we don't get the testimony from this dude, there's a chance those two guys walk. That happens sometimes. You don't have to like it, but it but it happens. And despite the fear that, well, if he gets away with this, he's just going to go further down the road into a life of crime, um, his friends and relatives say that this is not who the guy is. He's not, he's not that kind of guy. And so this is maybe an isolated incident. I don't know. I mean, obviously, if you ask my friends and relatives, well, don't, don't talk to them. Yeah, don't, now that I, I think of it, don't, 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 don't find them. Don't talk to them. Yep. They will not have anything good to say about me. Uh, well, the ones that he left alive anyway. A lot of stuff going on uh, today that we'll get to as the show wears on, including what happened at the Oscars last night, what happened to the Razzies as well. That Those took place yesterday. That was take place, or two days ago. They take place uh, the day before the Oscars. Right now, I'll remind you that Rodney's Marine is a great place to get yourself a brand spanking new Suzuki-powered boat. If you are not 
in the habit of uh, getting out on the water, well, then maybe you just want to rent one first. You can do that right from their website, Rodney's Marine, rodneysmarine.com. You can go there. If you do have a boat and you need it fixed, get their Suzuki Power upgrade. They can make that happen. Either put a new motor on or upgrade the one that you have or just fix whatever ails you or add new accessories or whatever. You know, I was talking to a guy over the weekend. It was the dude who was uh, painting my stairwell, and he said, you know, I had the boat at the lake, and then I decided to take it home and do some work on it, and then I brought it back to the lake, and then I bought a bunch of stuff, and now I brought it back home again, and I'm working on it some more. You know, just take it just take it to Rodney's. Just take it straight to Rodney's. They'll do all the work on it. They'll even, like, hold on to it. They have this cool valet service where they'll hold it. They'll put it in the water for you. They'll take it back out of the water. They'll do all the heavy lifting. You just get to enjoy the fabulous experience that is boating at Rodney's Marine. Rodney'sMarine.com. Find out more about them there, rodneysmarine.com, or visit them 231 in beautiful Cropwell on Lake Logan Martin. It's Dixon and SHG today in for the vacationing. Valerie Vining, 613, back in a moment. That's all. 619-TALK-995, talk995.com. The weather is going to get a little funky over the next couple of days. We had a beautiful Saturday. Steve was out at uh, Talladega for the Wild Game Cook-Off. You judged that, right, Steve? Did you eat any of that stuff? Uh, yeah, actually, and there was some stuff that I really wanted to go back and get seconds of, but by the time I got out there, it was gone. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow, they were moving it. Okay. They were moving it quick. All right. Uh, who won? Do you know? Was there a name involved? I or? have no idea. Okay. Doesn't matter. I wasn't uh, there for yeah. that, unfortunately. What, what all did you get to eat? Uh, let's see. A lot of deer, venison. Little, one person brought elk, which was different. Okay. Uh, duck, turkey. Nothing really out of the... Nothing too weird. No yeah, rattlesnake or lizard. Did have shrimp, uh, which was that was the best one for me anyway. It was bacon wrapped crab stuffed shrimp. <laughs> oh, that that's tough to beat. Ugh. I'm they allergic to seafood, say, and that sounds good. You it just say that, fantastic. and SHG breaks out in hives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to venison, so that we would be a miserable couple at this yeah. thing because yeah, I'd this be one like, wouldn't yeah. have worked out well for either Wait, of you. We're, we're a couple. Uh, oh, are we? Okay. okay. Is that news? Uh, sorry. Uh, yes, it is. Breaking news. Sorry, I don't have a breaking last news. Last I, I apologize. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to have a very cold tomorrow. Tomorrow morning you wake up, it's going to be like 28, 29 degrees, depending on where you are. They're talking about a freeze warning. Not a hard freeze because it won't be that cold for that long. But, yeah, between about 4 a.m. and 10 a.m., it's going to be cold. I'm not a fan. Yeah, well, it'll be the time I'm driving in, so I'm even less of a fan. But there you go. Uh, today it's actually getting up into the 60s. Uh, we're talking, no, uh, about 50, 58. 50, yeah. Yeah. I thought, I mm. think trust the nuss says yep. 54. But, uh, yeah. I got 55 over here. So yeah, yeah we're definitely in, and tomorrow 51 Wednesday, 59 by Thursday, we'll be back up into the mid sixties. But then once again, by Saturday, Sunday, boom, the, the temperature plummets again. We're talking 54 and 48 for highs. These are no good things. Anyway, that's what you're looking at over the course of the rest of this week, weather-wise. It's going to be a slap in the face for Valerie Vining when she steps off the plane. <laughs> and are like, oh, come on! <laughs> because wherever she is, it's sunny and warm, I guarantee you. You regularly hear from people, and, and it's funny, 
uh, because there are those who try to sell you on the concept that illegal immigration isn't that bad. It's not bad. They're doing jobs Americans won't do. It's a benefit to the country to have all these people coming in. And then you reach a point where five million illegal immigrants have come across the border in the past two years. And even those who are like diehard in favor of illegal immigration are like, oh, that's a lot. That seems like too many. That's, that's a lot of zeros. Yeah. I mean, even Eric Adams, the, uh, the the mayor of New York City, a guy was like, hey, we're a welcoming city, is now going, help! <laughs> Wait, we're many. welcoming, but only in yeah. small doses. We have no place to put these people. We've got no money. we got no way. We don't know what's going on. Oh, my God, help me. Well, now FAIR, the uh, Federation for Immigration Reform, uh, American Immigration Reform, is, uh, is, is throwing some numbers out, and this is just the health care system they're talking about in terms of how much illegal immigrants are costing America's health care system. Some of this has to be estimated, but they're assuming that illegal immigrants are using the health care system at the same rate as your average American. If you go to the emergency room and you don't pay, that has to be picked up by somebody. Somebody's paying for that. Well, I mean, yeah. if I go to the emergency room and I don't pay, they, like, yeah. come and take me away. And- yeah. Tell, call me bad name. Put you in a wraparound sport coat and you're gone. Uh, you get some new shiny metal bracelets. But when it comes to illegal immigrants, you're like, ah, he's an illegal, it's okay. And he just disappeared into the woodwork, so we'll never see him again. That plus Medicaid fraud is costing this country $23 billion a year. Now, remember, this is just the health care aspect of this. This isn't the federal program's that illegal immigrants are availing themselves of. Everything from federally assisted lunch programs in schools, the schools themselves. I mean, when kids are going to schools and their parents are not paying anything into the system because either they're getting paid under the table or they don't have jobs at all, or they're getting Section 8 housing. And people say, oh, that's impossible because illegal immigrants are banned from getting federal funds. That sounds good on paper. But the federal funds are given to the states, and the states administer them. So guess what? California still hands these things out like candy. New York still hands these things out like candy. Most of the East Coast and the West Coast, Washington State, Oregon, um, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, they're not stopping these illegal immigrants from getting those funds. They're, they're not. They're, in fact, they're fostering this, and they're helping these people basically game the system. So $23 billion alone in the healthcare system, it'd be easy to say that it's at least that much more outside of that, probably significantly more. I wouldn't be surprised if illegal immigration costs this country over $100 billion a year. And no one is even lifting a finger to try to stop it. It's astounding to me because I can't find a single person. Nobody in any special interest group is in favor of it. There's not a no Nobody, not black people, not white people, not Democrats, not Republicans. None of your rank-and-file Americans are like, we love illegal immigration. Yet it continues. Thirty-two. Talk 99.5. Talk 99.5.com. It's Dixon and Bining. 
Without the vining, uh, until Thursday, she'll be back. Uh, Thursday, the day the uh, NCAA tournament begins uh, in earnest. And uh, some of it taking place at the Legacy Arena right here in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. We, I, we saw that on our way in. Yeah. It'd be Get great. Up in the blue. It'd be great to, uh, to to pick up some tickets for that if you have $475 laying around. And that's for the not. cheap seats. I might have not. it in the couch. The, uh, the 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 more expensive, better seats that put you a little closer to the action. The Richard Dixon money. Seats. Ha! $1,100. If I had $1,100 to throw away on a basketball game, I'd have $1,100 to throw away on something else, but I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys, we're going to have to enjoy that without me. You just enjoy, you have a great time down there at the Legacy Arena. Alabama playing at 1115 there on March the 16th. Got to uh, got to find out who they're playing into. Could our buddies down the hall like give us press passes or something? I suppose they could, but it seems like there's going to be a lot of press there, and it might be a little bit tight, you know? I remember one time not that long ago, not that long ago, we were the Auburn station back when we were uh, 100 WAPI. Now that's over on uh, Jocks 2. But we handle all the Auburn games, and I would get press passes on a regular, pretty pretty consistently. Uh, Leland and I would go down and do a pregame show in front of one of the bookstores. I think it was Anders. We would do um, a, a pregame show there live and interview, you know, fans and whatnot, talk about the upcoming game. And that was before the actual pregame show with uh, the, the, the whole crew. Yeah, it was the pre-pregame show, exactly. And then after that, you know, we'd go to the stadium, and I would go up, get my press uh, credentials, and and head up to the, the press booth. And I could watch from there. I could kind of wander around the stadium and see. Once you get that press pass on, there's not a lot that they're going to see at the club level they're going to stop you at. But for the most part, you're good to go. So uh, the LSU game comes up. I'm like, oh, I'm excited about this. Now, this is the year that Cam Newton is playing. It's 2010. And, you know, the team is absolutely on fire. They're just cutting a swath through the NCAA competition. And I go to look for my press pass, and there isn't one. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then I see our main competition in town somehow has one, but we don't. And I'm like, we're the damn Auburn station. How <laughs> in the world did you manage to not get me a press pass to the which it was absolutely packed? And I was miserable. And I got up, I got to be in the press booth where they have the crappy free food and all of that, but I couldn't actually get down into the seats of the press booth. They wouldn't let me go there. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go watch this game at a bar somewhere. And that's exactly what I did. I left and I went to like Logan's Roadhouse and I sat there and ate peanuts and drank beer and and watched uh, watched Auburn destroy LSU. It was pretty awesome. Good times, good times. I don't think they're going to give us a press pass is my point. I think it's going to be so packed there that the odds of us coming late to the game and going, hey, listen, we just kind of like to go. Can we get those? No, I don't think so. I don't want to go. I, I like my chickens. When I bought uh, my house, huge, beautiful tree right in front of it, and then it died. Like literally a year and a half I'm in there. I blame you. And it, I, Yeah, I probably am responsible for it. This thing is very close to the house. It's like uh, six, maybe eight feet away. Very dangerous to try to cut a tree like this down. Some of the estimates that I got were very, very high because people are like, we have to use all this special equipment because it's so close to the house and we don't know. And then Alabama Tree Pros comes in 
and they give me an estimate along with all of their insurance information saying, don't worry, you're covered, everything's fine, we're going to get this taken care of for you, there's not going to be a problem. And lo and behold, it's actually less than half of what some of the other guys wanted. I'm thinking, well, okay, I'm going I'm to hire these guys and we'll keep a close eye on them. They did a great job. It was amazing. Uh, they also offer stump grinding and removal, so you can go ahead and get everything done. I mean, we're talking about acting like the tree was never there to begin with, and they cleaned up the yard, made it absolutely perfect. It's like they never even walked on my property. I love it. Uh, Alabama Tree Pros, when you have a tree that needs trimming or taking down, these are the guys to call, 308 4158 308 4158 Alabama Tree Pros. So we had a couple of uh, banks that failed over the weekend. Uh, the first of which was uh, Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, they call it. And while there are some who are trying very hard to say, well, it was Trump signing that deregulation in 2018 that caused this problem, I would urge you to remember that um, he, he had a, uh, you know, Donald Trump did not have a lock grip on the House and the Senate. In fact, uh, most of the time he was at odds even with member of his own his own party in each of the houses of Congress. Look, let's face it, Trump was at odds with a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> I mean, th those who loved him absolutely loved him in the presidency and still think he would do a great job today. And those who didn't will never like him. They're not going to be turned around for the most part. But uh, you know, if if that legislation made it through Congress, it made it through a lot of Democrats as well. This wasn't some. Uh, solely partisan piece of legislation that deregulated banks. Trust me on this. But SVB, according to everybody whom I trust in the financial world, was hopelessly mismanaged, which is what led to this phenomenal collapse. They had $22 billion in deposits and only $2 billion in terms of cash on hand, which meant they were loaning out money, okay, the interest rate goes sky high. Uh, people suddenly can't pay them back at the rate that they were supposed to, so you begin to have some more defaulting. You have people missing payments. They were running on such a tight margin that when people miss the payments, they're like, now we don't have the money to... Because a few people are like, whoa, hold on a second. The value of the bank begins to collapse on the stock market, and the credit, the, the, uh, the, the people who actually have depositors, they freak out and they do a run on the bank like Thursday and Friday, and the bank says, we don't, we don't have enough money to give you all your money. This is, it's it's a wonderful life all over again, you know. My money's here, George. I want, I need my money today. Um, and, and so they end up having to close the doors. And interestingly, Janet Yellen and the Treasury Department said, we're not bailing the bank out. Now, we will make sure the depositors get all their money, which means they're essentially insuring deposits well over $250,000. The FDIC is only supposed to insure deposits up to $250,000, but they're saying, well, we don't want people freaking out and thinking that they have to run, take the money out of their own bank. It might start a bank run. So we're going to go ahead and make sure the depositors get all their money. But we're not going to buy the bank and open the bank, you know, and, and, and bail the bank out and make sure that they get to stay in business. They mismanaged this thing from beginning to end, starting with, the fact that they were among the most prominent ESG-oriented banks in the country. Like, okay, so you want to invest in a company that is environmentally responsible. 
on the surface of things, that is not a bad thing. I mean, I if if I have a choice between two, assuming I have money, which I don't because I'm poor, but I don't have Radio Dixon money. Sure, no. But I, um, I mean, only I do, really. Right, I'm yeah. not getting paid for this gig. That no, you just woke me up at nothing. like yep. three o'clock in the morning for nothing. Let's go, chip, the, chip, chip. um, If I have if I have the choice to invest in two different companies, one of which spills crude oil into the Gulf of Mexico and right, and one that is like, okay, we're going to recycle and we're going to try and plant trees and whatever it is that they're environmentally responsible for, then I mean, obviously, I am going to choose the one that is more environmentally conscious. Mm But conscious, but if that's the only thing, like one, you can't do that to the point of unprofitability. No, obviously not. And and speaking of spilling huge amounts of oil, say, into the Gulf, BP is one of the oil companies that had record profits last year. If you were invested in BP, you made money. If you were very ESG-oriented and, oh, that's an oil company, that's fossil fuels, we don't want to be involved in that, we're not putting any money in there— you sat on the sidelines while you watched other people make money while your ESG investments tanked hard and made no money because they weren't focused on the thing that's important, which is making money for your investors. That's the whole point. I have here, thanks to Vivek Ramaswamy, one of the candidates for the GOP nomination for president, a list of cross-function working groups from uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank's 2022 ESG report. Okay, these are some of the cross-function working groups. The Sustainable Finance Group develops strategy and monitors progress against SVB's climate commitment. The Investments Group reviews updates from our businesses on sustainability and investing-related initiatives and client engagement. The Climate Risk Group recommends, monitors, and supports implementation of climate risks. The Operational Climate Group monitors implementation of operational greenhouse gas reduction initiatives. The ESG Communications and Disclosures Group recommends ESG disclosure strategy. The Risk Group develops, monitors, and supports implementation of ESG risk strategy and policy. It goes on and on like this. I mean, they even have a green team focusing on internal sustainability interests. And Remember when Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion? And he was talking about he was going to dump half the staff. It's that kind of staff? It turns out it was more than that. Actually, more than 75% of the people who worked at Twitter left or were fired. Guess what? Twitter's still going. You're like, how many people did they have there doing asinine jobs like this, which lent nothing to the bottom line? Gave them nothing, brought nothing to the party. And I feel like SVB, that was where a lot of their money was going, to these idiotic groups. Well, and and here's my next question. So what makes this this industry, this bank, this whatever you want to call it, uh, different than, say, the, the uh, GM and, sh- you know, all yep. of those that they saved or the government came in and saved earlier? Yeah. Like, it's a fair question. I, I what, mean, what, what makes it, I it mean, different? I, I I said throughout the course of the entire 2008 banking collapse, they're like, well, they're just, too just, big to just, fail. Yes, letting them fail isn't an option. I'm like, why not? I, I keep hearing it's not an option. Tell me why. Because 
I'm thinking if you don't know how to run your company and it fails, that's called capitalism. If you've made these horrible... I think what happened in 2008 is a completely different story. What happened there is the government realized, hey, we really screwed up. We forced these banks to loan money to people who both they knew and we knew were not going to be able to pay it back. And that's exactly what happened in 2008 is that these these banks were forced to, to write mortgages for people who were very high risk and did not have the ability to pay it back. And they were forced by the federal government who said, you're, you're going to loan these people this money or we're going to come in and we're going to give you a full rectal exam and make you miserable and destroy your bank from the inside out. And so they were like, okay. So they, they did the only thing they could do, which was to go ahead and write mortgages for these people. And then they sold those mortgages and bet against them, which is something you can do in the market. And then everyone was like, I can't believe you loaned that money and then bet against it. We didn't have a choice. The government made us do that. We didn't have an option. Consequently, the government was like, without admitting it was their fault, they're like, okay, we're going to go ahead and bail you out now. My Sorry be. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. So this is a little different because the government really wasn't involved in it. This was F- SBV. And watch watch this. You're going to see more of it. Uh, this was the second largest failure bank failure in history. And you're going to see another one. Signature uh, failed on Sunday. They they took that over. That was a New York-based bank. I bet you're going to find a lot of the same stuff. And, and ESG companies are going to start to collapse if that's what their main concern is. This is not going to work in the wrong, long run. Okay, we are way over time because I'm doing my Leland impersonation. So stick around. 646, don't go away. <laughs> Hey, it's uh, Jim Blossom's other hit. That's nice. Love me some Jim Blossom. 653, talk 995, talk995.com. Dixon and Vining with no Vining, uh, SHG in today Hi. for her. If you would like to text us or call us, 545 9950, the way to do that. Once you wake up, you've got that morning coffee in you. Maybe give us a jingle about whatever happens to strike your fancy or drop. A line text-wise, 545-9950, same number. You can also find us online. we got a bunch of places, facebook.com slash realtalk995. Website, of course, is talk995.com. Twitter, at realtalk995. Instagram, at realtalk995. Find all of our stuff there. Plus, uh, you know, uh, we are always interested in hearing what you have to say. So if you want to message us through Facebook or drop us a line through Twitter, you can do that as well. We'll get to them when we get the opportunity. Here's one from Jerry, the angry trucker, who says, if the live argument is that illegals do the job that no one else wants to do, why are there so many businesses that can't fill their job openings? Good morning, SHG. Good and morning. Hello, Richard. Okay, thank oh. you, Jerry. I appreciate it. Uh, and by the way, Steve gets no greeting whatsoever. What, you, what is Steve? Never Chop do. liver? Chop liver to you? Is that what's Something going like on? that, yeah. That's a fair question. You know, why can't they fill these job openings? Probably because they're skilled job openings, and they're, you know, the people who are coming across the border just don't have the right skills. That's not to say they're unskilled. They just don't have the skills for those particular jobs. But, you know, think about it. We're talking about 15 to $17 an hour being kind of the going rate nowadays. If you're not willing to take a job for that, then I don't know what, you know, I don't know what to do for you, man. 655, news time. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? Reality remains reality, no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. 
Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? Reality remains reality, no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show, on YouTube or wherever you listen. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.